So as you can hear, I'm sick. Um, I've been sick almost a week now. Um, sorry, guys. Me. Couldn't be you. Um, I don't do that shit anymore. Uh-huh. I hadn't. I wasn't doing that shit. Now I'm doing that shit. Um, I Sorry, I sound so terrible. Um, I got sick because I took my kids to my sister's kids birthday party two Saturdays ago and all the adults were vaccinated so I felt okay with that it wasn't a ton of people there um my sister just as an aside my sister and her husband planned their kids they have a six-year-old a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they plan their kids so that their birthdays literally were are like May 13th, 14th, and 15th. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the entire <laughs> fuck up. I know. Isn't that like, insane? What? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they... Like, I, I would go back and do the math on that, but that's a little creepy. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy that they did that. And my sister, one of my sisters, I have two, one of them is two years younger than I am, but her birthday is three day, days before mine. So growing up, we always had to share birthdays and we hated it. Now it's fine. But growing up as a kid, we always had to have a birthday party together. And um, sorry, I can't breathe. Uh, and oh, man, so you, you should see someone about this. It's a good thing we do this shit remotely. Right. Um, anyways, so they're, they have to share their birthday parties and we're like, they're going to hate it <laughs> eventually. I think they're already starting to hate it. The one like the six year old is. Anyways, they had their birthday party and I get there and there's this woman there with her three kids. I think she had three kids. And the one-year-old has a runny nose. And my first thought was like, what the fuck are you doing here after a year of the pandemic? Why did you bring a one-year-old who's sick to the party? I mean, just a like runny nose that would not stop. And she never wiped it, which I was just like, Wipe your what? kid's nose. Wipe your fucking kid's nose. Oh, so I held off on saying anything because I was like, this isn't my house. And like, that's my sister's husband's best friend's wife. And I'm like, let me just not say anything. But Wait, the who's what though? It was my sister. That's, that's just confusing as shit. She's like, not it, it was even. Somebody. Yeah, it's like, it's not even my sister's friend. It's her husband's best friend's wife. Anyways. Oh, no, no. That Those are the exact people you can cuss out. I know. I should have. Listen, I know. I know. I'm so mad. You know, I don't have a problem saying things. And no. I just anyways, there was a bounce house and this bitch let her little baby in the bounce house. Her What, what can a one year old do in a bounce house anyway, but get trampled? But, I mean, basically, basically. And so I was like, I was so mad. I was like, I cannot believe this bitch is letting her one-year-old snotty kid in the bounce house. Well, guess what? Four days later, my kids got sick. They're still sick. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not going to get sick because I have already a like, you know, immune response to this. Nope. I got sick. And I've been sick since a week now almost. And it's been terrible. I'm so mad. I, I was so mad, Jason, that I looked this woman up on Instagram, on my sister's Instagram. I was going to send her a message like, guess 
what, you stupid bitch. But I didn't. Anyways, that's why I'm sick. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everyone is behaving as if the pandemic is over because, you know, people who want shots have them. Yeah. In America, that is. In America. For the the most part, children don't have them. Mm -hmm. And children are still like the biggest vectors of infection because they're filthy. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also only we've only reached, I think, maybe 50 percent immunity of the a population is vaccinated. And I don't know if you guys remember, but all last year, scientists would say we have to reach herd immunity, which was, I think, 70 percent, 75 percent, something like that before yeah, we 70. can before we can go, quote, back to normal. How, what changed? Nothing, nothing has changed. I I don't trust the CDC anymore, Jason. Like nothing they have done has been for the public health. It has been for capitalism. Uh, yeah, I, I am going to still put my trust in the CDC when it comes to the science. Sure. And, and, and I mean, honestly, the CDC just seems to be overly optimistic. All the guidances that have been changed have been for vaccinated people. And they have stated that pretty clearly. Vaccinated people can resume normal life. Vaccinated people can do the same. But the problem is, this is not a country that works on the honor system. Yes, yeah, this is not a serious country. Come on. I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Not when, <clears throat> excuse me, not when there's, a bunch of variants out there that we, I know that the vaccine, they now know that the one from India, it does um, work for that one, but there's other variants and like, it's just bad. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? It's just all about like the economy and profit. That's all that matters. And I would like to say for the record, you know, I never thought Biden was going to be better on anything except maybe COVID. And I was wrong. He's not been better on COVID. That is the weird thing that no one talks about. Mm-hmm. Well, this sort of feels like we're in the show now. I know. Whoops. Oh, well, guess what? Because we're not going to. Welcome have back a... to Eat the Press, guys. Yeah, welcome back to Eat the Press. Okay. That's our cold open plus segueing into the show. Yeah, and just tagging on to what Amanda said, no one really talks about how Biden's COVID relief plan, I mean, not just you know financial, but just COVID in general, is not materially different from what Trump was doing. No, the vaccines were always coming, so he had nothing to do with that. I mean, you know, they, they put out a little bit of a stimmy, which supposedly started under Trump, and I believe we still would have gotten had Trump been president so i mean what is actually different nothing he's not and he's not um he's not said anything about all these republican legislatures that are cutting unemployment like tons of people still don't have their jobs or don't feel safe if you've been listening to this show for any period of time i think you know that uh we aren't huge fans of the Democratic Party, but even amongst Democrats, we did not have a lot of faith in Joseph Robinette Biden. No, I didn't think pro- you probably. 
I didn't think he'd be different on anything else. If anything, he would just continue Trump policies, which he's shown to do. Yeah, I mean, he has decelerated Trump's policies a bit. Or maybe even maybe even he's just held them in place, whereas Trump was accelerating towards peril. But yeah, there there is not a major difference. And he's already going back on some of the issues that he campaigned upon. Yes. And that was going to be our first topic. Go ahead. We're just going to go right into it. Uh, The the latest budget uh, proposals have been leaked and there is no funding for student loan repayment or student loan forgiveness. Right. And he did. This is something campaign on the Biden campaign on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they said that he could do what? $10,000 of forgiveness just by himself via executive order. Right. Right. And now what they're saying is, oh, he always wanted it to come from Congress. But if you actually look at like screenshots from his website, it doesn't actually say that. <laughs> like, Here's, this is a quote, forgiving all undergraduate tuition related federal student debt from two and four year public colleges for debt holders earning up to 125,000. This will also apply to individuals holding federal student loans for tuition from private HBCUs and MSIs. Where does it say anything about (laughs) Congress has to do it and he'll sign a bill? And my favorite part about that is even if he had done it, it was still going to be means tested at 120K because Democrats can't stop themselves from means testing. They cannot. I mean, like, I understand ostensibly why a president would want to do this through legislation and not through executive order. But also, like, have you seen Congress in the last 20 years? And also, there's no way. There's no way. But also, you know, when a president really wants something to happen, they publicly push Congress. He hasn't done any of that. So what are you saying? What what his quote people are saying now is, um, well, if Congress gives us a bill, we'll sign it. I mean, sure. <laughs> like, but yeah, do, doing the absolute least. Yeah, it's it's just it's just gross. It's gross. And. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there will be like, I told you so, but like, damn, man, damn. You know, I always said that of all of the big social programs that the left was pushing for, mm-hmm. that student loan debt forgiveness was the least beneficial and the most likely to go through. I thought that that would be given to us as a panacea and then we would not get the more important things like Medicare for all or um, free public college tuition or uh, universal child care. We ain't getting any of that shit. No, I thought they would give us the easy one. Part of me is somewhat relieved that we're not getting it. I know. I know we have a disagreement about this. And I my 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 response to that would be like, we can forgive college debt and at the same time make it so that going forward new bars aren't going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt when they get out of college we can do both 
we can also have Medicare for all in the Green New Deal, but it's like we don't have the political capital to push those things through. You know, and what? if we're being realistic, we get one thing at a time. If that, if that, yeah. I saw something the other day. I can't remember, you know, and I take it as a grain of salt, but I'm always like, mm, this sounds right. Something like some there's some mil like military plane or something cost X amount of billions of dollars. Oh yeah, they have thirty five. It's yes, and then like the 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 amount it would co cost to get rid of poverty or uh, hunger. It's yeah, hunger in America was the same amount of money, and it was just like, uh huh, yep, <laughs> that makes uh, sense. And, and the best part is like the F thirty five doesn't even work. Yeah, didn't we and talk about this? And if it did this? work, I think we we, we had the uh, Brigham Young Money guys on. Yeah, when we talked, we talked about it with them. But like, not only does it not work, but even if it did work, have you seen these UFO videos? What the fuck were you supposed to do with that? Little F thirty five is going to do something with those? I haven't seen them. What do you? What? I, but I read about them. I saw headlines. I, you know, I'm like one of those people that's like, yeah, there's aliens. Like, there's so much other shit going on. <laughs> yeah, apparently, didn't they drop that? little piece of news like on a friday at like 4 p.m or something but i sort of feel like they've been telling us that aliens are real for like the last four or five years it's just like once every eight or nine months they're like oh no here's another video of aliens being real yeah it was like especially this last year they said they did a bunch of things like they officially said things i mean i've always thought they were real like how you have to be so narcissistic to think that in all of the universe it's only us okay but like this video is pretty amazing like the way these things move just three directions like imagine like mary j blige dancing oh yes <laughs> that's how this thing was like moving side to side and laterally can you do you have a link like, mary, like auntie mary in the thigh high boots <laughs> can you send me a link real quick i'll watch it do you got one uh, mary yeah no i know about mary i'm i had was in college in the 90s get out of here I am looking at Mary J. Blige videos as we speak. As for political will, yeah. But like the majority of people want this. Like I think it was um 63%. Hold on. Yeah, 63% in a uh poll from the Center for Responsible Lending supported permanently reducing student student loan debt by 20,000. 63%. Um, I support student loan forget student loan debt forgiveness, but as part of a much larger package, I do not support it going first without the guarantees that we have these other programs. Sure. I mean, don't you know the numbers? I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but the numbers for like <clears throat> the numbers for like what the difference is between going to college now and going to college in like the seventies, which is when a lot of these lawmakers were in college. When they could just put themselves through college working as a lifeguard part-time. Yeah. It was like, it was like, I want to be like $1,200 a year, a year for two semesters, three semesters. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the entire university of California system didn't really have tuition. That's pretty recent. I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, I mean, I've, I've, I have quite a bit of debt for what, what a waste of money. For those who are, who are wondering why I don't think doing student loan forgiveness 
alone is necessarily a good thing. I understand that millions and millions of people are suffering under student loan debt. It, it's crippling. It is horrific. Student loan forgiveness is also a very, very costly social program. And I personally don't believe we should have costly social programs that are not universal. And what I mean by that is student loan forgiveness literally only applies to those people who currently have student loans. It does not apply to a single rising high school senior who will then have to get on that treadmill again. So we, we've wasted billions in money. It's not a waste, but, but also a ton of political capital that does nothing to help future generations. It really doesn't do a lot to help past generations. You're looking primarily at one and a half generations of Americans. And truthfully, not even only then. Now, I've seen statistics that point out how Black people and Black women specifically have a disproportionately high amount of student loan debt. And that's because Black women are among the most educated people in this country. And also, Black women, Black people in general, don't come from families with generational wealth, so they're more likely to have had to borrow. Right. Although I dug a little bit deeper and looked at some of the statistics about who has student loans, because that's, that's what we talk about. It's who has the loans. Right. What we don't talk about is who is paying the loans. And that's different. Right now, because of the pandemic, the uh, federal government has basically given everyone the federal student loan deferment. So the only people who have to pay the loans are those who want to pay their loans. Right. But I went back and looked at the 2019 statistics to see just what a typical year of student loan repayments look like. Mm -hmm. And only about 52% of student loans are actually in repayment. That's a pretty low number. <laughs> right. So the loans that are in repayment are mostly the people who have the means to pay the loans. So if you have you know, financial hardships or you're in school, these loans are in deferment or forbearance. You're not actually paying them. The or debt is in, yours. Or income-based um, repayment. Correct. So you have this debt. So the majority of loans are being repaid, repaid by people with the financial means to do so. If we were to erase that debt tomorrow, what you would see is the professional class with a massive infusion of wealth. The people who are currently paying, you know, seven, $1,000, $2,000 a month in federal student loans with this money in pocket. The poor people, the people who were defrauded by for-profit schools who did not earn a degree, or the people just with low-paying jobs who would not have been in repayment anyway, are now free of that debt. That is a relief off of their shoulders, but materially, no change. Month to month, they have the same expenses and the exact same money. I think student loan forgiveness will be a huge driver of gentrification, mm. huge driver of gentrification because of the transfer of wealth to the professional class. Now, I still think we should do it, but only in a place where those who have not gone to school can also benefit and then go back and get further education. Right. And I don't, th I don't want to kill the political will and capital to do that. And we find out that, guess what? All we've did was increase the gap between the haves and have nots through loan forgiveness. This is why I go, hmm, it's interesting that he hasn't done it because.
thing <clears throat> the political class does and the ruling class does is to transfer wealth. And that is actually why student loan forgiveness is the most popular in the public discourse because people in the professional class, the media class, these are the people who have student loan debt. They want it, they're vocal. Whereas something like universal daycare literally could benefit everyone. I mean, everyone could potentially become a parent, whether through birth or adoption, like people, you can. Do, is there not a lot of support for that? Because I find that hard to believe because I know that New no, York City has universal pre-K and it's really popular. Universal pre-K is fantastic. And it's more of a universal program. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yes, I would like to do all of the things. I do not believe that with our current political framework, it's going to be possible to do any more than one or two in a 10-year span. Right. You know, we might get one and then 10 years later, we get the next one. And I think 10 years of loan forgiveness before we get any of these other social programs, we'll just spend gentrification out of control and just give more money to the professional class who is overwhelmingly white. And, you know, feel free to disagree with me. Tell me I'm an idiot. That's I mean, I, like, <clears throat> I don't, sorry, guys. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat and sniffling. Sorry. Um, I know it's annoying. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think you're really smart. And I think if you've thought about it that far, you're probably right. And um, it does make sense why a lot of professionals are pushing for this. Um, though I will say, uh, I have a lot of debt and materially it's not going to change for me either, but it will put me in a position where it's like, I could probably be approved if I ever wanted to like buy a house. Like, I feel like when you have that much debt hanging over your head, although, you know, they love that you have debt. These uh, credit agencies, they love oh, yeah. that. Yeah, you lose your debt and watch what happens to your credit score. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think I paid off my credit card last year and I haven't used it since my the one that's just in my name. And my credit score went down a little bit. I'm like, wow, you assholes. Also, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the credit agencies have only been around since the like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, it's it not like a real it, thing. No, it's it's such bullshit. And also, like, you think you know your credit score, but you have like 12 of them. Mm-hmm. And you There's, can try getting in touch with them. Just try. You can't. Yeah, and like the Fair Isaac Corporation doesn't have to disclose their formulas. No, I had a thing on my credit a couple of years, like maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that was wrong. And I, it took me a good year to get it off my credit. That's how hard it was to get in touch with these people. Credit is such a scam. It's you know, it's not a scam. It's not a scam. Actual physical possessions. Yeah, no, no. buy things, steal things. Uh, have things, there were something. All right. Oh, man. And do we have anything else to say about student debt relief? I, I, I don't. You know what? Biden, do the 10K. 
the 10K will absolutely help lots of poor people who did one or two semesters of school and dropped out. My best friend, she is has this debt hanging over her. And, you know, she's doing okay, like, and she's a black woman, so it would definitely help her. Um, she, she, every time she starts to do better, this, this debt, it, like, takes her money away from her. So, it would help her. I keep trying to get her on the show, but she won't come on the show. You know, but she I, listens. Hi, Khalees. Hey, Khalees. Come on, we love you, Khalees. Come, come on, on come on to the show. All right. Also, she has a comedy album out, and it's amazing. So go check it out. Khalees Hawkins is forty AF. She's forty as fuck. Man, isn't everybody? Uh huh. My brother-in-law's birthday is today. He just turned forty. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, we're just rambling today, guys. It's really hard for... Sorry we didn't do an episode last week, but, like, you want to explain why we, we've kind of, like, pulled back on doing the episode every week? I mean, it's... I'm not even sure why. I mean, we missed last week. I have... I am in the process of buying and selling a home. Yeah. And I have lots of showings of the house. And... Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, if you're listening, buy my house. <laughs> yeah I, I i will advocate for your loans to be forgiven if you buy my house uh, right just you just 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 me yeah, if i you, buy your house no but if you are white if you are a white professional this this is already an affluent white neighborhood so you wouldn't be gentrifying this neighborhood just buy my shit moving along I think the last time we were, we were here, we talked about uh, the rising hostilities in Israel. And now, um, since then, there's been a ceasefire. I mean, nothing has been changed. There's no justice for the Palestinians. No. And I, to be clear, what I've read is the ceasefire really actually only happened because the Palestinians went on a general strike, which means they couldn't oh, go see, and work for that. couldn't go work for the Israelis. That's that's like the underlying like takeaway is like they stopped going to work and you know they work for israelis <laughs> and that kind of put a halt to everything i will say that with these uh these latest attacks we've seen more of an openness amongst people to criticize israel in the media mm-hmm. because it's become it's, it's harder to ignore but also even the ones who are criticizing i read this does story last couple days of uh, a a writer I think for the AP who got fired for her I think for her Palestinian uh, advocacy when she was in college yeah the right loves free speech loves the first amendment until you talk about things that make them uncomfortable right I I will say this is neoliberals too, and liberals. This is them too. Not I saw that right. some state legislature has a bill that would make um, supporting BDS a hate crime. What's BDS? Um, boycott, divest. Oh, uh, right, um, right. Sanction. Right, right, right. For Israel, like basically <clears throat> voicing the thought that maybe we should divest from this country or boycott them or economically sanction them. A literal 
fucking hate crime. Holy crap, that's crazy. I think it's Texas, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, that's I don't there's there's only like that that would be the only way that could have any effect, but it's not gonna happen because this country, which is a lot of evangelicals, actually they are the biggest supporters of Israel and you know. I did read a, a survey that was saying that um, Gen Z evangelicals have um, record low support of Israel. Mm, what's, do they know why? Uh, part of me uh, believes that um, white evangelical Christianity is um, a cultural identity as much as it is religion. And I think that a lot of younger people, even though they have the faith, they're less likely to take the Bible literally. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're less likely to be invested in the doomsday prophecy of, you know, having the, the second temple or third temple built in Jerusalem. Right. So like they're in for, and also a lot of white evangelicals are highly, highly anti-Semitic and their support of Israel is just to fulfill that prophecy. Yes, well, of course. <laughs> but if you're an anti-Semite who doesn't believe in that prophecy, why would you give a shit about Israel on any level? Right. I mean, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think that that support is starting to wane and hopefully that will allow the discourse to change in this country. Right. Um, yeah, because a lot of the discourse comes back to weaponizing any criticism of Israel as anti-Semitic. And there's a lot of that. St- I still am seeing a lot of that online. And also um, a lot of people going, the rise in anti-Semitic um, violence because of you know criticizing Israel, they're linking the two. First of all, I haven't actually seen a, any material evidence of that. But se- second of all, like that, it's interesting to me the way they t- they take Israel will take criticism of, of Israel and center themselves and make it become anti-Semitic as opposed to the actual victims in this apartheid, the Palestinians. It's very no, white people shit. It really is. No, I haven't seen people saying that there was there's been a spike in anti-Semitic crime. Like you, you're saying, like in the last few weeks, like since. Yeah. The- yes. Yes. I've been seeing it on Twitter. People going, "This is because because of all this criticism of Israel. This is why anti-Semitic violence is going up." But nobody's actually showing any material data to show that any anti-Semitic violence is on the rise. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't read any stories about this, so I don't feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I am ever qualified to speak authoritatively. All right. But, like, but I mean, like, I don't even have enough information to have formed an opinion about this one. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I just, these last couple of weeks, it's just been really disgusting because even though the 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 uh, bombing has stopped, now they have a ton of bombed buildings and destruction and how are they supposed to even fix any of it? They don't have any money. They don't have a military. They don't have the things needed. So it's just like a continual like massacre and destruction of the people in the land. Yeah, it's like kicking down a tent city. Yeah. Like you're literally taking away from the most vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It does. You know, I learned something interesting from a, uh, my new favorite educational source, uh, the TikToks. Uh, do you, you have an account, right? Yeah, it's, it's YTP Jason. Oh, I've, okay. Yeah, I've never actually uh, 
Tick. Okay. Okay. I, I just um, you know what's weird about TikTok? Huh. TikTok is like a weird place where Busta Rhymes is the biggest rapper of all time. Is he? What? Like eighty percent like of videos have Busta Rhymes, or maybe it's just like the videos I like. I think it's the videos you like. But no, I, I learned that apparently Israel's biggest import is diamonds. Import or export? No, export. Biggest export. Sorry, biggest yeah. export is diamonds. A country and- that doesn't actually have any diamonds. There's not a mine there. So what does that mean, Jason? Break it down. <sighs> Apparently, um, a couple of Israelis are two of the biggest diamond mine owners in Africa. And so the blood diamonds are funneled through Israel and ex- uh, they're, yeah, that's where they're cut and sold. And it's just, oh, I'm sure that so brings close. in millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and it's, and it's pure profit because no Israeli labor was used. They didn't have to pay anybody to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Yeah, I just have this is not really related but like just thinking about how it's like they have pure profit and then they also go take palestinian homes like literally they don't pay for pal they just go they go in civilian zionists go in you can watch video of this and just physically take somebody's home they just just, physically kick them out that is just wild just random settlers it's you know it's not an apparatus of the state no, but they're not stopped or, you know, there's no consequences for doing that. They're, in, you know, it's almost encouraged. You know, I will take some of those videos with a grain of salt because you don't know what you're actually watching. I think we've probably seen some of the same. And then it made me questions like, why is he speaking to this Palestinian woman in English? Because they're Americans. Yes, but like, why, why, why does he know the Palestinian woman speaks English? Do you know what I mean? Like it. So what are you saying? I think some of the videos we've seen are propaganda videos. From? That I don't know. Like, like, like there's one video that's a really prominent one that I'm sure everyone has seen where a Palestinian woman is crying about a settler taking her home. And the guy's like, if I didn't take it, somebody else would. I've seen that video. I don't think that's propaganda. It's like this guy from Brooklyn, I think. Yeah, there, there are a lot of Hasidic settlers from Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know if it's propaganda. I think there, there's a, a lot of like, if I don't take it, somebody else will. And it's my property. And it's like, what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I am very always, I'm always suspect of propaganda, but still. Who, I mean, who, would that, who, who does that benefit? The, the Palestinian cause. I but mean, not that, not that this is a lie. It's not a fiction. These things are happening. Yeah, this is literally what happens. They literally just come to like, come take your house. They come physically force you out of your house. That's how they take these Palestinian houses and lands and farms. They just do it, which for all Palestine in general. Yeah, for of course. And for all the bullshit, especially the right says here of like, come try to take my house from me. And they don't support that shit. They don't Man, support fighting back. I think we said this before, like every conservative would absolutely be Hamas if they were Palestinian. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I guess we just kind of bullshitted today, but we wanted to do an episode. Yeah, we, we missed you guys. We missed you on the show. And we will try not to have as many lapses. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's also more that like we really hate everything Biden's doing. At least I do. 
I don't like anything he's doing, really. Well, the thing uh, is, he's not actually doing anything. Right. So it's, 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 it's easy to talk about bad policy or uh-huh. like bad new policy, but it's like, I'm just going to leave everything in place. Yes. He's yes. just a caretaker. Yes. He's an old man caretaker, old white man caretaker, which is what every fucking president has been except for Obama, but he was still a caretaker too. <laughs> Right. And I mean, we could theoretically fill time, but like, how much more do you want to hear about Marjorie Taylor Greene? I know because I've scrolled through Reddit news like and every every like source was like about Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's like, yes, we get it. She's horrible. Obviously, she's horrible. Or or like, you know, Madison Cawthorn missed 15 votes because he was boning. You do that, right? I did not. Oh, they, apparently he's missed like a record number of votes for a freshman. And he missed like 15 in the span of, in, in this past month. And he was like, I was on my honeymoon doing my husbandly duties. Ooh, gross. I yeah, and he, was, he was like, he was like, it was a bunch of Democrat BS anyway. So why would I be there to vote for it? Oh my gosh. That's the future. I, I said this to you. I feel like this Biden administration, while it's not progressive at all, it is just a mere stopgap or a speed bump in the road to fascism. Yeah, it's not looking good. And it's oh, not. And Justice Stephen Breyer, if you're listening, retire, bitch. Retire, bitch. Like, why are you still <laughs> sitting on the bench? If he's on the bench at the midterms, what and is the Republicans he, flip the Senate, yeah, it's all this shit yeah like retire while they can still get a justice through i mean this is how you know they're not serious the democrats are not a serious party is because now they can if they really really wanted they could stack the courts and they're not Uh, not they can't they can't stack the courts i mean we're not gonna count mansion as a democrat because he's not Dude, this is such bullshit. I'm so, I, we're going to bump heads on this. I'm so tired of this. Well, Joe Manchin and Sinema, so fucking what? Get them in line. The Republicans get their most extreme people in line. This is why it's like, don't, this is the Democratic Party. They don't want to do shit. This is them. They, they like to have these two people that they can blame shit on. That's why I'm going to run as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And it's make me the whip. That's my that's my whole platform. If you make me the whip, I will actually whip people. Right, good. I'll Put the beats on Joe Manchin. I'll vote for you. I'll vote for you. All right, guys. Enough. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. As always, our theme music, Too Cool, is composed by Kevin McLeod and licensed to Creative Commons. Follow us on the things at Eat the Press. YTP Jason on the TikTok. I will never post anything ever. <laughs> but maybe I won't get one on day. it. I won't get on it. It's too much shit. They know too much shit about you. Yeah, but it's China learning shit about me. I'd rather China know shit about me than America. That's actually true. You know what? I'll take that. All right. All right. Later. See you next week. <laughs>